when you do circumcision, the moil is supposed to suck the blood and, like, put his mouth down to the penis. And, mm-hmm. like, he sucks the blood out, and they were passing herpes to the babies that way. Well, that's been Jew News Today. Thank you so much for watching. Uh... <laughs>
That's the closest he will ever come to giving like Nancy Pelosi a compliment. It's hard. I remember when Hillary, I saw a comment basically saying, oh, he can't say this, but Hillary calls people deplorables. And I, I it's it's one of these things where like the problem is he, if someone called him human scum, all supporters would start calling themselves the scumbos. And they'd be like, <laughs> we're proud scumbos. This is cool. It's the same thing Hillary Clinton Grab did. Grab me by the scum. Like Hillary said deplorable. And it was like this, it was this, way too highfalutin word. It actually sounds cool if I didn't hate him to be like, I'm a deplorable. Yeah. And I think w- the thing that you got to hit with harder words, like Hillary should have said that they're all pedophiles. Because I don't think that you can reclaim the word pedophile. I don't think even even Trump supporters wouldn't be like, yeah, we're the pedophiles. Yeah, like, here's the thing with calling people human scum. I would just like to ask Trump supporters, anybody out there who thinks that this president is working hard for America, that he's got our best interests in mind, name one movie where the hero calls people human scum. Sure. It's not the thing that Captain America says. It's the thing that the supervillain says as he's aiming the giant laser towards the moon. It's, there's no way to... If someone doesn't care what words are said and he has a base that doesn't care what words are said, you're never going to win the words game. Your only, your only line of defense is to ignore it. The president was referring to uh, Republicans who have come out against him, namely Mitt Romney, who once again publicly criticized the president's short-sighted actions in abandoning the Kurds in Syria, putting me in the strange position of having to say, that guy who thinks Joseph Smith is a prophet makes a good point. It's a bad sign when the guy who thinks he deserves his own planet is calling you arrogant. <laughs> yes. I mean, but that's that's kind of the amazing thing about Trump is when you have someone this this hated... You can, it's so easy for people to become loved. Mm-hmm. I remember when Ted Cruz like stood up for the RNC. Do you remember Ted Cruz was like, vote with your conscience? Like he basically was saying like, don't vote for Trump. And I was like, yeah, Ted, <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Look at the balls in this guy. Yeah. It's so easy. Hashtag anyway, Ted's balls. Yeah, yeah, look at, uh, what's his name's about to, Bolton is about to become like, well, I guess he's not that bad after all because he's just, he, he said, this is not good. Right, right. I, Giuliani's a little fucking nuts. And we're like, well, he's a real hero here. If you had look at who I would, if you would you know, get in a time machine and say, Dave, you're going to really agree with John Bolton. You're going <laughs> to really, legit agree with him. But that's what drives me crazy about this whole process is that nobody says anything in the moment. They leave the administration and then six months later they write a book or they're interviewed and they're like, oh, yeah, it was a, it was a madhouse in that administration. It's like, well, you didn't do anything while you were there. I think My the only, time in the asylum. The yeah. only defense is that if they did anything, Thing, they'd be just removed immediately. Sure, we. I, I of course I would love. It's like if I could be appointed to Secretary of State, and the first speech I make, I go, "He's fucking crazy! <laughs> what are we doing, guys?" But then immediately I'm human scum, and no one cares about my opinion anymore. So, it's it's not good. So so you just walk through the halls, going, "This will be Chapter Three. <laughs> sure, yeah. To further the uh, the rhetoric, uh, he Trump texted that the impeachment probe is a lynching. And then immediately after that in the tweet said, we will win, proving that even in context, he isn't well-educated on the what is usually a very one-sided act of lynching. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Only a rich white man-child who has never had anything bad ever happen to him would compare this to lynching. Mm-hmm. I mean, apparent witch hunt wasn't controversial enough. He needed something way more offensive. 
personally, I don't think that he's a victim of lynching. I think he's a victim of Jane lynching, which is what I call it when you find a lucrative career in TV and film later in life. <laughs> if anyone thought that comparing the impeachment inquiry to a lynching was a little too abstract of a metaphor, Lindsey Graham came out. Did you see this? He agreed. And he said it's a lynching in every sense of the word. Which shows such a disrespect for the value of language, I'm literally dying. Well, remember when Lindsey Graham said, like, you know, choosing between, like, Trump or Hillary was either being, like, uh, choosing between being, like, shot or stabbed? Yes. Apparently it didn't include lynching. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> the president started the week by backpedaling, announcing that he's no longer going to hold the next G7 summit at his Doral Club after a public outcry. I, I don't understand this. I think we should defend the president in this respect because I think it's a great idea. Diplomats come, they get bed bugs, and then they go back to their home country. So really, he's deporting lice. There you go. Make America's scalps great again. He uh, he said he said it's it's by the Miami airport. He's like some people are saying the Miami airport's one of the biggest airports mm -hmm. in the world. And it's like it's not even in the top twenty airports. Right. You wanna know what's in the top twenty airport? Denver International Airport is bigger. <laughs> Denver is bigger than Miami. I just he always references these some people and I just feel like he has a room in the White House where a couple people are there. And he's like, hey, can you say this real quick so I can justify saying some people are saying just some random guy being like, oh, Miami Airport. Is, isn't that one of the biggest airports in the world? Some people, some are, people saying are saying this it. is one of the biggest. It's like it you was, say it, say it, say it. It's the biggest one. Do it now. I feel I feel scared because I have the list of all the airports that are bigger than the Miami Airport. And a part of me is scared to list them because I'm like, I don't want him to now go to war on all of those airports. <laughs> yeah, just approval. Just approval point. Two dozen Republicans stormed out of a hearing room to protest oh. the closed-door nature of the impeachment inquiry. It was a lot like storming Area 51, but with even less relevance. Um, I haven't seen so many white, entitled men crowding a photo op since I walked by the Joker steps. They're complaining about rules that were last adjusted by Republicans in 2015. And, and look, tw like, I'm, I'm with the Republicans. Rules in 2015 don't apply now. Come on, back then we thought Bruce Jenner was a guy, Jon Snow was dead, and we didn't know if the dress was blue or gold, and our biggest worry was trying to figure out Left Shark. It was just a very naive time for all of us. The, the Joker steps are becoming an eyesore for Bronx residents who are upset at the number of people taking selfies. Oh my God, the freaking Joker steps. <laughs> we all are aware that the Joker is a villain, right? Yeah, he's the bad guy. He, he is the bad guy. I do have to say, though, that um, if the Bronx cannot find a way to start charging for this, they'll be the richest borough within a month. <laughs> I do think it's funny that... Uh, find the, the hustle, Bronx. Come on. The media was so scared this was going to... The Joker was going to inspire kind of mass shooters, and instead it inspired mass dancing on the stairwell. <laughs> that's true. Like that's a good point. It's, it's, that's the real crime here. Residents are pissed. And listen, I don't condone violence by any means, but... I know this city. If you don't think you're going to get shoved down a flight of stairs, don't block New Yorkers' path while you're idolizing a character who, in the movie, took the law into his own hands. You really want to impress me on Instagram? Take a charter to that island in southern Nova Scotia and get a selfie with that lighthouse from the lighthouse. That's what I want. Ooh. I think this is going to be the, the start of a trend. Pretty soon there's going to be a full movie experience where you start at the stairs, then the next stop is getting your medication cut off by a real-life social worker, and then the tour ends with a bloody rampage through the city. Just to give you the full experience. But this actually doesn't take the prize for the most pointless movie stairs 
uh, as for decades, people have been running up the Rocky Steps and then turning around and specifically not going to the Philadelphia Museum of Art. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Chesapeake, Virginia is banning kids over 14 from going trick-or-treating. Uh, okay, how exactly are you going to police this? I think you can tell the age of a kid by what kind of Batman they're dressed as. Ben Affleck, okay, he's all right. Christian Bale, well, that's a gray area. Check and see if he's got stubble. Michael Keaton, Batman, lock him up. That guy's too old to be out. I mean... And they say the government is useless. Look at what our great tax dollars are doing. Um, and no matter what age, trick-or-treating after 8 p.m. can land you in the clink for up to 30 days. Fines range from uh, between $25 to $100. This town sounds like it needs a bowling lane. Can I do my worst joke of the entire thing? That Please I've do your worst joke. I want to hear it. If they get arrested, they set bail at a hundred grand. type of candy that you would get on trick-or-treat. I like it. I mean, these people sound... Uh, I'm just breezing past it. Um, this, <laughs> I'm just breezing past it. I mean, the citizens of this town sound wonderful and fascinating. I want to see them dropped into St. Mark's at midnight on Halloween just to see how they would react to watching like Pennywise make out with like a sexy Tide Pod. <laughs> sexy sexy tide, pod. tide Pod. A sexy Tide Pod. That's you a good... Once you go trick-or-treating, if you're trick-or-treating past 26, I would just be going door-to-door -door asking for dental insurance <laughs> because I don't need any fucking candy. I need help with all the damage your free candy caused me. Right. I saw something. This isn't very funny. This is sweet. There's If you see an adult with a blue uh, a blue pumpkin basket, there's there'll be like a sticker on it. It means that the adult is autistic. And it's basically the sticker is saying this person is autistic and they enjoy trick-or-treating. So if you could just, like, go with it oh, or, or yeah. offer a free piece of candy because, like, something about that experience is enjoyable. I don't know what it is particularly about that experience. But but so, obviously, there are some adults where it's like, yeah, just let them trick-or-treat. Trick that's adorable, but that feeds into my neurosis of just just go with it. Just let him have this. Like, how many things in my life... Are people just go like I have this it irrational so fear? Oh God! I have this so irrational much. fear that I've got horrible Aspergers, and everybody that pretends to be my friend okay, is I know just. I know what you mean. Before I walk into a room, everyone's like, "Dave's here. He's gonna do some stand-up comedy." <laughs> oh Let's my just God. allow it. Let's just like you know. we leave here, and Laura, Laura slips me like a fifty dollars. <laughs> Thank you so much. This the whole podcast thing. It means so much. We don't even post it online. We just uh, I just take a screenshot, put it on his phone, and. There's this, there's this uh, I guess it's a monthly whatever sh thing called Actors Hour, which seems to <laughs> that be... That sounds like a scam. <laughs> it seems to be some kind of... There's all sorts of these kinds of things in the city, like kind of networking events where either actors do like cold readings of scripts or there's like a variety show and they get like stand-ups and, and singers and da-da-da-da-da. It, it, it professes to be somewhere where you can kind of like show off your goods and there will be some industry in the room and you can mingle and... All that jazz, um, but so this this uh, there was an actors hour uh, two days ago on the twenty third, and um, <laughs> one of the industry invites was none other than disgraced Hollywood mogul Harvey Weinstein, and uh, 
which uh, okay so there's so much to say but but so he's he's in the room uh with him and i guess some everyone keeps referring to them as goons and some people are clearly upset that he's there and a uh, stand-up comedian whose name I should find right now. I don't know her very well, but she's a New York comic. Kelly Bachman. Kelly Bachman uh, goes up and, like, you fucking kind of calls out the fact that he's there and says, I'm going to dress the elephant in the room or the Freddy Krueger in the room, should I say. I didn't know. I, I'm paraphrasing here, but I didn't know I, I would need to bring kind of a, a rape whistle or mace to a stand-up comedy event. Yeah. And then in the back, some guys, including what the article says, one of the hosts of the event, um, not the producer, but the host just starts go boo, yeah. and someone says shut up, and she keeps going, and she's like this this kills at the um, she kills at rape survivor meetings. This this material kills at rape survivor meetings, and I think kind of inspired than other people, uh, or they are already planning to do something. There's a younger actress actor uh, who started yelling during intermission saying like is no one gonna fucking say anything <laughs> yeah. and then a friend of mine Amber Rolo another great stand up comic who uh, I think said fuck you to him and then one of his goons called her a cunt and one of them got kicked out and the venue kind of issued a horrible statement the next day being like we asked this woman who was disruptive to stop heckling and she didn't we respect everyone obeying the rules, and they got torn to shreds. This this actor's hour got torn to shreds. Hey, what what do you need to be able to perform in a room with and, and assume that Harvey Weinstein's not going to be in there? Like a sign on the wall that says "No shirt, no shoes, no shame, no service." <laughs> like How? I, I remember when I was in college, Tom Hanks was in the audience of one of my shows, and that threw me off. <laughs> Can you imagine you're trying to do your material about dating in the city, and <laughs> you just see Harvey Weinstein's mug staring back at you? You know, I, I don't know. When I see things like this, you're kind of like, well, what would I have done in this situation? And you, you obviously you don't know. There is a part of me, though, where it's like, you know, seeing a... Being forced to sit through an actor's showcase is is a pretty good punishment in and of itself. <laughs> I think we, we do disregard, like, the, I don't understand how wh- how he came, why he was invited, why he would come, why anyone would, why anyone would come. But the fact of, like, we've, we've produced stuff. We've all invited some pretty lame. I've invited, you know, the casting director's babysitter. Oh, yeah, we've all done. Or the manager of a catering company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like... What is Harvey Weinstein casting right now? Like a student film at Hunter College? Like he, there's nothing he's working on. I just don't understand. I, it's hard. It's hard to fathom anyone thinking this is a good get, or unless it was like an old industry email list and they were just doing a mass email, and like Harvey Weinstein <laughs> you, you, was on the you, list you from 2010. I haven't gone out in a while. Wait, wait you, you took Harvey Weinstein's name off that list before we sent it out, right? Oh, no. Uh, well, because there is this thing I of like... I think heckling him is perfectly fine oh, totally. and safe. And I, I have to say, like, you know, I just want to say thank you, Kelly Bachman, for slamming on, on the stage. You punched him back with your punchlines. Well done. No doubt. This I mean, is... how did this establish- establishment think this is a good idea? Like, on one end of the spectrum, let's invite someone to our place who will be held on trial for rape in January. That's a good image for us. And second, chances are he's not going to rape anyone, right? I'm so curious why, who, 
who thought it was a good idea. And not that you should be asked, like, well, what's Harvey Weinstein's sake? But I'm like, what did he think mm-hmm. to walk in? It's it's like it's like Michael Jackson, if he was still alive, like going to a Chuck E. Cheese, like yeah. in the middle of the trial. Or Casey Anthony going to a Chuck E. Cheese. It's just mm-hmm. like this is this is the the set. Why? Right. Why? Going back to the scene of the crime. Yes, or, exactly. Or, or Bill Cosby going to bartending school. No. Yes. No, get out of here. That's exactly what it is. It's yeah. just like so weird. Right. It would be funny if someone did book something from that night. There was some other casting director there. Listen, I know it was a really crazy night, but I, I really liked yeah. your fire. I have a line on Blue Bloods tomorrow. <laughs> it's... Uh... <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at John Marco Soresi, Columbosts, and Laura High Five. Um, I personally will be performing October 26th, 5.30 at The Stand, most Wednesdays at 8 at Eastville Comedy Club, and Thanksgiving Day, November 28th, 8 p.m. at Caroline's. Anybody have any uh, gigs they'd like to plug? I would like to plug a couple. Um, I'm very, very excited. I am helping to produce this amazing show for the New York Comedy Festival called Another Mother's Day. It's going to be at the Bell House, and we are raising money for Mimsy International. It'll be at 7.30. It, it, we have some phenomenal, phenomenal comics that are going to be on the show. I will also be performing at Caroline's November 24th. And Thanksgiving Day, November 28th, but what I'm really excited for is November 21st. I'm going to be opening up for Wally Collins at the Soundry in uh, Columbus, Maryland. I've never been there, and I am so excited. That's going to be a great show. Yes. So I'm headlining Yonkers November 1st, two shows if you want to check it out. I I am headlining uh, the weekend at DC Comedy Loft Thanksgiving weekend. That's uh, November 29th and November 30th. Four shows, including the one and only Amber Rolo, who uh, was one of the comedians who uh, awesome. who said fuck you to Harvey Weinstein. Hell yeah. Um, so, yeah, why not exploit that for uh, my own <laughs> show? Uh, but uh, that's Thanksgiving weekend. It's always a good time. It's third annual time doing it. That's where I grew up, D.C., Maryland. So please come on out. Uh, well, that'll do it for this week. Thank you guys so much for uh, checking us out. Please uh, give the show a review. Give us a like. Give us a share. Tell somebody about it. We, we'd love to move up the, uh, the rankings, and we do appreciate it. And thank you one more time for John Marco for coming. We do appreciate it very much. And uh, catch you next thank time. Thank you. You did a great job, Dave. Damn it. I'm going to stay in the room now and make sure you don't say anything about <laughs> me before I leave. Dave, I tell you what, can you, can you just go get me a glass of water really huh? fast? Okay, sounds good. You guys just gonna hang out? It's over here. It's yeah. gonna be fun. Yeah. All right.